Ex-candidate Todd Stevenson was the bolter on the party's list, brought in ahead of several of the party's current MPs to fourth position, which on current polling would essentially guarantee him a spot in Parliament. Until recently, Stevenson was living in Australia and working in the pharmaceutical industry. He's standing in the Southland electorate. And when I met him in Queenstown this week, I began by asking why he decided to stand. Look, I've been following uh, New Zealand over the last few years and I think the country's heading in the, right in the wrong direction, I should say. And I think a majority of New Zealanders think it's heading in the wrong direction. Um, so I've decided to come back to New Zealand, uh, put my hand up and um, stand for ACT. And it's a party I've um, supported for a, for a long time. You know, I do believe in the values of personal responsibility, individual freedom, smaller government. Um, and I think ACT's putting forward the policies at this election which can actually deliver real change for New Zealand. You have been involved with ACT since the party's inception, I believe. So, so why have you waited until now, when ACT is polling consistently in the double figures, to stand as a candidate? Yeah, well, I did actually join back in when I was at university at, at Otago in 1995, and I actually campaigned for uh, five elections for ACT. I didn't stand, but I was um, campaigned for the party and supported it. Uh, and then, yes, I've been in Australia, actually, for the last 17 years, working in the, the corporate sector. Look, the reason I've come back now is the opportunity presented itself to me. Um, you know, I've discussed uh, what it would be like with some people within the party. Um, David Seymour's done a great job at actually putting together a really high-caliber team of candidates for this election, and, yeah, I'm really lucky to be joining that team. C can you see how, in the eyes of some people, it might seem a little opportunistic? You've been overseas for 17 years and all of a sudden when X doing well in the polls, that's when you decide to stand. Look, I can see why people might think that, but it's certainly not the case. As I said, I've been a long-term party member and supporter, um, followed the fortunes of the party uh, off and on. And, yeah, um, I'm, you know, true to the party's principles and, yeah, I'm keen to get back here and actually deliver some real change. Why do you deserve to be number four on the list? Well, that's a question for others, not for me. I put myself forward into the into the process. Um, but as I think I said earlier, you know, I think ACT is wanting to deliver a really strong team to Parliament of diverse New Zealanders with different backgrounds. You know, you've got uh, people who are from business, farming, um, small business owners, uh, yeah, people with uh, degrees in like economics and pe people who have worked in the corporate sector like myself. And I think what we're wanting is a team that can actually deliver change for New Zealand. You've spent a long time working in the health and pharmaceutical industry and your most recent employer is Vertex, which is the company that's developed the cystic fibrosis drug Trikafta. So a year's treatment of Trikafta costs roughly $300,000. What ethical concerns did you have about your company charging that much for treatment? Well, look, I joined uh, uh, Vertex actually after Trikafta had been approved to be funded in New Zealand. But look, no, I don't have any ethical concerns about that. Uh, the pharmaceutical sector is actually the only sector that delivers new treatments and medicines for uh, individuals and for Kiwis. Um, and so it's spending a lot on R&D uh, globally to try and get these uh, new treatments to people. Uh, and so that has to be valued at some point. So according to the Journal of Cystic Fibrosis, just 12% of people globally with the condition receive Trikafta because, quote, the medicines are so expensive they are essentially unavailable unless reimbursed by the government. Vertex's revenue last year was more than $15 billion. In your opinion, is it OK for a company to bring in that much money 
while people in poor countries have no access to the treatment? Well, look, I'm not here actually to defend uh, Veritex's business uh, model, but what I can say is that, uh, you know, these large companies invest billions and billions of dollars in bringing these treatments to people, and then governments around the world make a value assessment about whether they're going to be funded. Uh, in the case of uh, Trikafta, uh, the New Zealand government, through Pharmac, decided that was of value and have funded it for the New Zealand people. Mm. The, the reason I ask about it is because, according to ACT's website, an independent uh, review of Pharmac is ACT's top health priority. What, in your view, is wrong with Pharmac at the moment? Well, I'm not sure it's our top health priority. We have a number of it's health priorities. Yeah, on yeah. the list of priorities, if you go to health under ACT on the website, that's the first thing that comes up. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we also want to increase funding for GPs, etc. Look, I'm happy to give some free advice to Pharmac. Um, you know, there was obviously the independent review of Pharmac uh, not that long ago. I think what Kiwis are frustrated about, and we've seen it actually this week with mm. a bunch of uh, patient groups uh, talking about the delays and why medicines are not available uh, in New Zealand when they are in Australia, is that it's uh, not a very transparent organisation. Uh, it doesn't involve its stakeholders early enough in the decision-making process. Uh, people don't understand how it reaches some of its decisions. Um, and I think it could do a lot better at actually just engaging its stakeholders in the first instance. From a philosophical perspective, do you think politicians should make decisions about which medicines are and aren't funded? Look, I think you need experts to be making decisions about what medicines are and aren't funded. I think it's the role of politicians to set the policy framework. And again, I think uh, maybe what well, it does, Pharmax kind of policy framework needs updated. It hasn't been reviewed for a very long time. The types of treatments that are being bought uh, to market are completely changed now. You know, we've got really uh, innovative treatments like CAR-T, where you're taking people's own cells putting them through a process so they can fight cancer. So again, I think it's, it needs to evolve with where the technology is evolving. And yes, you definitely need to have experts giving that advice. So the policy that ACT is putting forward says it wants, quote, a productivity perspective based on real lives. What does that mean? Well, a lot of the treatments and innovations uh, that are being brought forward can actually deliver uh, economic benefits because you're actually treating people they can work longer or go back to work when that wasn't possible. So it would be good to uh, be able to kind of take up more of a holistic um, perspective of what is the value that these treatments and interventions are delivering. So, so just to be clear, should people who are more economically productive have prioritisation when it comes to the administration of these medicines? Not, not necessarily, but when you're looking at the value of these treatments, that should be taken into consideration. So just what, what does that mean in real terms, though? How, how might that um, make up part of the equation? Uh, well, if you, uh, your treatment can return someone to work faster, um, then you can look at yeah, what is the, how is that benefiting the whole of society, and then those bodies that are making that value judgement can decide whether that's something that should be uh, uh, put into the equation. Right. See, some people would say that whether or not you can work is not a good measure of life and that actually you can live a rich life even if you're not able to work. So, so, so why should whether or not you can contribute economically be part of that equation? Because I think that's then you can make the case for investing in some of these treatments earlier because they'll actually uh, sustain, you know, make, improve people's lives, allow them to live longer. So it's really, it really gives the government and decision makers another tool about when and when, where and when they should be investing. Uh, another part of the policy is to, quote, um, improve access to new, more advanced drugs. How much would that cost? 
Look, I think, well, this is the reason actually why we need a medicines strategy. And again, I think that's in our policy because what, what we actually need agencies like Pharmac and our health department here in New Zealand to do is actually be looking at what are these new treatments that are coming, uh, what do they mean for the health system, and then trying to actually work out what is going to be the future costs. Would ACT support spending more on funding medicines across the board? Look, that's not ACT's policy. Uh, what I would say, though, is ACT's actually trying to grow the economy, mm -hmm. uh, reduce government debt and waste, so there actually is more, uh, more money to spend on things that New Zealanders see as priorities. Right, right. so it's not ACT's policy to, to increase fundings for medicine, but you do want to increase access to some of those newer medicines that are just hitting the market, medicines for rarer conditions, perhaps? Well, what I want to do is make sure we have a strategy so we know that mm. what's coming, uh, what it's going to mean for our health system, and then let's make sure we have a plan to try and uh, get those to Kiwis as fast as possible. So, so if, we, if we're to fund those, though, they have to essentially come at the expense of something else that's perhaps currently being funded? As I said, ACT's policy isn't to... Uh, I'm not going to announce a new policy for ACT when our policy isn't uh, a wholesale well, the, increase. No, but in this is according to the website, right? So uh, improve access to new, more advanced drugs, but you won't increase funding for Pharmac across the board or whatever takes Pharmac's place across the board. You're not going to spend more money on drugs. So if we are to improve access to new and more advanced drugs, that's going to have to come at the expense of something else. There could be lots of ways we could improve access to new and advanced drugs. As I said, it could be uh, timing, could be just improving the process. Uh, it could be removing uh, older medicines or replacing them with new ones. Um, so what I really... Removing older medicines, though. So those, those are medicines that would be currently funded that would no longer be funded in the future. Well, they might be, being, they might be obsolete now. But so if they're still being used by people... Well, then, then obviously we're not going to remove those. But, I mean, we wouldn't be funding them if they're not being used by people, right? Well, not we're not buying medicines that are just... Uh, what you find, particularly in cancer treatments, though, it, it, new treatments come along and they replace other treatments. Right, right. Would prescription prices increase? In what way? The copay? Yeah. Well, Act's Act policy uh, isn't, isn't, would still be to have the copay. Right. Mm. A $5 copay? Yes. Right. It wouldn't, it wouldn't go higher than that? No. Right. You've been back here for a few weeks now. You've hit the campaign trail. What has surprised you about political life? Uh, look, it's, I've you know, been out, I've done six meetings in the last uh, two weeks. I think it's people are genuinely wanting to engage and have a discussion, uh, raise the issues that uh, are important to them. Um, yeah, and they are looking for change. They're looking for you know, new leadership, fresh ideas, uh, new ways to tackle the problems that are, are facing New Zealanders. As someone who's been involved with the party for nearly 30 years, yes. what do you think distinguishes ACT of today from previous iterations of the party? Oh, look, I think David Seymour's done a great job at actually, um, you know, really generational change for the party. Um, look, we still have our core principles and values around personal responsibility, freedom, you know, smaller government, making sure government's focused on what it should be doing. Um, but David's brought a really a fresh approach to doing that um, and has, you know, got some great ideas and policies. On current polling, there is every reason to think that in just a few weeks you are going to be a member of parliament. How does that sit with you? Look, I think it's a huge responsibility, to be honest. Um, look, it's a challenge I'm looking forward to. It's, it's, it's exciting in some respects, um, but it is a huge responsibility and, and, you know, I'm taking it very seriously.